Hello, dear listeners. You are on the podcast Research Lives and Cultures. I'm Sandrine Soub, and I'm sharing with you a series of very short interviews with academics. These interviews were recorded a few years ago, so people will have progressed in their career. Many of them will maybe have been research fellows or just lectures when we interviewed them. And since these interviews took place, maybe they've already been promoted to being professors. Maybe they've changed institution. Maybe they have switched career. Who knows? Just giving you a little glimpse of the career at a point in time of these individuals who are sharing some wisdom, some insights, some key learnings that they've had during their research career. I hope that you enjoy these short interviews that were done, as I've said, several years ago. Still lots of insight to gain, lots of uh, interesting ideas that you may acquire from listening to these interviews. I hope you enjoy them. My name's Andrew Lin. I'm a vice chancellor's fellow here in the Department of Biomedical Science at the University of Sheffield. I study olfactory sensory coding and learning and memory uh, using the fruit fly Drosophila as a model system. I was always interested in science as a kid. I wanted to understand how the world works. When I was a teenager, I became really interested in neuroscience, in how the brain works. I wanted to understand how this biological organ could produce all our thoughts, our memories, our emotions. And so when I went to university, I decided to study neurobiology. Um, and I, I always knew that I wanted to go into a career in academic research, um, and so I decided to go on to do a PhD after my undergrad degree. So my PhD research was on developmental neurobiology, um, and my interest in this had always come from wanting to understand how the brain works, how it wires itself together. When I when I moved to my postdoc research, I I wanted to. Uh, look at this basic question of how the brain works from a slightly different angle in how, um, how neural circuits function in a developed brain, um, how the brain processes sensory information to make sense of the world and, and use that information in a way to guide behavior appropriately. Well, it's often a good idea to make sure your postdoc's not in exactly the same thing as you worked on in your PhD because that way you um, expose yourself to a much wider range of techniques, different questions, different approaches. Um, I know that I learned a lot of things in my postdoc research that I wouldn't have learned if I'd kept working on the same things I'd done in my PhD. And now I have that wider range of experiences to draw on. The first one or two years of my postdoc were a bit tricky. Uh, I did a lot of experiments that, although they were great, uh, great training, I, I learned how to do a lot of interesting techniques. They didn't really lead to publishable results. So I had a period where I was doing a lot of reading and thinking, um, trying to come up with some uh, new lines of research. Um, and I did a lot of kind of side experiments, little uh, pilot projects. And um, one of them did end up leading to um, a line of experiments that, that proved quite successful and led to quite a nice paper in the end. One thing that, that really helped in this whole process was that I was kind of surrounded by a group of other postdocs who were all really, really smart and, and ambitious and interested in the same kinds of questions that I was interested in. It was great to be able to talk to them about the science, about what kinds of experiments we could try. Um, it was just overall a great research environment to, to talk about and to do science in. 
It's very common in science that your experiments don't work out. I would say actually most experiments fail. And I think as a scientist, you just have to learn to accept that fact and power through it. When I started my postdoc, my PI was paying my salary out of his grant. Uh, but we both agreed it was important for me to apply for external funding. Um, it would be good for both of us, so good for the lab, because it would free up the money for my salary, and it would be good for me, it would look great on my CV, and also um, having external funding would give me the freedom to uh, pursue the kind of research that I was interested in. So once I had uh, finished the main piece of work for my postdoc and published that in a nice high-impact journal, I knew that this um, gave me the track record to uh, try to apply for um, funding to set up my own lab. So um, I applied for a bunch of fellowships and grants for um, new PIs to set up their own group. And generally it's, it's very difficult to get funding, um, well at all career stages, but, but in particular uh, to set up your own lab. So I applied for basically every scheme for, for new PIs that, that, that is out there. Um, and in the end I, I got one and, and now here I am uh, setting up my own lab. One thing that's changed now that I'm a PI is that now I have the ultimate responsibility for the lab. The great thing about um, scientific independence is that I can now set the research direction for my group, which is fantastic, but it is uh, an added responsibility. You know, it's a, it's a kind of weight that I feel on my shoulders. Part of being a PI is that you have to deal with all these, um, these tasks that that you didn't really have to think about when you were a postdoc or a PhD student. You know, various administrative responsibilities, securing funding, managing people. Um, and these are all new skills that you have to acquire um, quite quickly when you become a PI. Um, and that's just something that you need to be prepared for. When I was starting as a new PI, I asked lots of other um, young PIs if they had any advice um, for this transition. And one bit of advice that kind of stuck with me was actually I can't give you any advice because wisdom is only learned by living it. And I think what she meant was that you really only learn by making your own mistakes. And so I guess what I might say is um, don't be afraid to make mistakes and, and even to fail because you'll learn important lessons from that and it will help you out in the future. <laughs>